Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, and this is where I give you news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Guys, today is January the 21st on this beautiful Saturday afternoon, and uh, we have some stuff to talk about, you guys. One thing I wanted to um, toss up here in my morning uh, Bible study this morning, I was reading in um, Deuteronomy chapter 4, and I kind of want to bring this uh, this point, because you know the Ten Commandments and you know what God gave us, and uh, we look back on that, and then we look back in the New Testament, when Jesus came and he talked to the Pharisees and the Pharisees had had all of these like rules and like regulations, like all this stuff on top of the Ten Commandments that God gave us. And I was thinking about that this morning when I was reading in uh, Deuteronomy chapter four, and this is uh, verse two, and it says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take nor take from it that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. And so then I follow on over here in Deuteronomy, it looks like chapter four, verse 13. And it says, so he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform the 10 commandments. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. And I looked at that. I thought about that this morning. And the first thing that came to my mind after I read that was, what the Pharisees had done. They'd added all these rules and regulations. And when I was thinking about that, it kind of it kind of struck me like they took the joy out of serving God. They took the joy out of it and replaced it with a burden. And that just kind of stuck with me this morning. And I thought I would share that with you guys. Um, I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but, um, you know, and that's kind of like these, uh, the NAR, and there's a lot of these um, false, uh, churches and false prophets and stuff that tell you that you have to do all this stuff and you have to be perfect and you have to that's just like what the Pharisees did and Christ came to fulfill the law because none of us could ever do that and so um, when they tell you that they're adding and adding and adding on to it there's nothing added on to salvation that Christ did the work there's nothing you can do or I can do nothing nothing he did everything so <clears throat> anyway thought I would throw that in this morning um, so we're going to jump into some headlines because we have a lot to cover this morning. I'm sorry I didn't uh, get a uh, get one off yesterday, but uh, I wasn't feeling so great yesterday and I'm still kind of scratchy. But anyway, um, guys, oh, one other thing. So I received a message um, last night and I wanted to share it with all of you guys who's been praying for my friend Kimmy. And um, the Lord is working in such a powerful, miraculous way. And I wanted to pull up this uh, message that I got. Okay, so um, the good news is, so as of this morning, they have removed um, the breathing tube. As of last night, they were planning to remove it. And so they did. They took it out this morning. And she is doing better. She's consciously sedated, they said. But um, she is, she is, uh, she can follow commands. Um, and she can, um, she's not panicking as much I'll just keep praying the Lord's peace will be upon her I mean if I had tubes down my throat I would be panicking too I wouldn't like that and so but right now I mean she can squeeze hands and she open her eyes and um and so we just keep praying that the Lord will continue 
uh, a miraculous work in her life. And thank you guys so much for praying. Um, she is a miracle. I'm telling you, it is a miracle. And so God is still on the throne. He still does <clears throat> miracles. If somebody tells you he doesn't, they're wrong. And um, right there is one right there. Hamlin is another one. So you cannot say um, that God does not perform miracles. He still does. And I totally believe in his word. And I believe what his word tells us to do. Fervently pray. And uh, I, I believe it. And I know you guys do too. So don't let people. I am not a cessationist. There are some who are cessationists. I am not. Um, mm, I do not believe that the gifts left god gave us those gifts the holy spirit is the one that gives us these gifts and i believe that they are still functioning today now do i believe in those the the hyper charismatics and the and the crazy people up there um babbling no i do not believe in that i don't believe that i believe that is the kundalini spirit um which is evil hinduism and so you can do some <clears throat> research on that do i believe that tongues are still um, on earth, I do. I do believe that. I believe the Apostle Paul, he wrote a lot about that. And uh, you can check all of that out. I believe it's in First Corinthians chapter 14, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But like I said, my mamaw said, look it up for yourself. <laughs> get in the Word of God. And let the Word of God get into you. And then you're going to know. But he spoke a lot about that. If you're speaking in, like, a, if you're in a church setting and somebody goes, there has to be an interpreter there. But like... The Apostle Paul said it's like a prayer language, you know, but it's a it's an intimate prayer language. So what I think that is, is that's between me and God. Um, that's what I think it is. But then again, you know, that's just neither here nor there. That is not a salvation issue. A lot of people get that confused thinking um, that if we believe that the gifts are still that, oh, my gosh. But no, hyper charismatic. Absolutely not. I don't believe in any of that. Um, the gifts were given um, and they're not to mock god if you see people like drunk in the spirit folks that is the kundalini spirit or a spirit like kundalini that is an evil wicked spirit god does not operate like that and we all know that so if you read your word you know he does not operate in anything like that god is not um chaotic or anything like that so anyway there's no drunk and the, these people are are wicked like, what's that one lady that shakes her head so bad? Shakes her head so bad. Um, I can't remember her name. Doesn't really matter anyway. But um, <laughs> uh, Pastor Billy Crohn has her in one of his videos and shows that. And then she's like, and my son, my son broke his neck. And everybody's like, gee, I wonder how. But anyway, that's just a little a little comedy for you guys this Saturday morning. <laughs> um, I do want you guys to know that I'm very thankful. I am moving to a new um, apartment. I'm very thankful for that. The people above me are so loud, uh, beyond loud and disrespectful. And so I'm very thankful that God opened up this new apartment for me. And, um, I'm very thankful for that. I really needed another place. I needed a place with light. The apartment that I'm in right now has not a lot of very natural light. One little spot in my bedroom and it, it's like a, like a two hour window and I get some sun, but all there's buildings all around me. And so, um, if anybody, if you guys know me or if you don't know me, I'll just let you know a little bit about me. I love natural light. I love the sunlight. I love to be outside. I love to sit on my patio or my balcony and have coffee, read my Bible, um, sit in the sun. The sun is very good for you, by the way. Um, you know, it, uh, vitamin D and all kinds of, vitamin D is a hormone. People think it's like you can get, but it's, it's like a hormone, but you need the sun. And so anyway, 
Um, I, I, I love stuff like that. I love, you know, planting flowers so they can die three months later and I can buy more ones. You know, my mom had a green thumb. I, I don't, but I do love flowers. And uh, I love vegetables and, you know, that kind of thing. My own growing stuff, you know. But um, this apartment that I am moving to, God bless me with, is upstairs. I won't have anybody above me. Um, it's a two-bedroom, um, two-bath. And uh, not that I need a second bathroom, but if I ever get a roommate, you never know. <laughs> but um, anyway, I can have one for my studio and um, study. And then another one is going to be like my bedroom. And of course, the living room uh, has a fireplace, which is fantastic because you never know what's coming, right? You don't know. You know, I keep telling everybody to get you some food, you know, and you don't know what everything is going to come down to, especially with the um, wanting to reinvent the Great Reset, which means they're going to tear everything that we know down and then they're going to build it back up to whatever they think. Folks, they're like they're like the the, the, the villains in comic books. But I mean, it's, it's so crazy. I, I still to this day can't imagine. I, I just can't believe these things are happening, but they are. They really are. So we all need to be prepared and so upstairs, second story are, is safer, plus it does have a fireplace, and so if anything does, you know, go chaotic, chaotically bad, then, you know, you have that. And, um, but anyway, let's um, jump into, uh, jump into some articles. I just, you know, wanted to give God glory for what he's doing in the life of my friend Kimberly, um, and, you know, the thankfulness that he's, you know, blessed me with this new apartment and the means um, to, to be able to move into it. Um, one other thing I did want to mention to you guys, my aunt, Tony um, Baker Cox, did pass away. And uh, as you all know, I was adopted at birth. And so I found them recently and I was able to meet her um, and my uncle Tony, or I'm sorry, my uncle Arthur. And um, so that was such a privilege and an honor to meet them. And uh, just to know that she is with the Lord this morning is a wonderful, reassuring feeling um, I only got to meet her once, but we had several conversations on the phone. But if you would keep the keep their family um, in prayer, I sure would appreciate that. Um, Whitney is my cousin. And um, anyway, I, I haven't been able to meet her, but we have had conversations, you know, via text messaging and thing. And so um, just be in prayer for them. Um, you know, if we weren't Christians and we didn't know we'd meet each other again or see each other again. You know, how, how sad is that? People live like that without that reassurance, because if you don't have Christ... As my dog is uh, agreeing with me, if you don't have Christ, well, you won't meet your loved ones again. Or if you do, they'll be in hell. So let's anyway, let's just um, just be thankful to the Lord today. So my dog is having a cow. So as you can tell, the people upstairs are extremely loud and it scares him and he shakes and barks. And so, you know, I can't blame him at all. You know, mm mm. I can't blame Osquerticus. So anyway, let's jump into some stuff. So Colliding Kingdoms, Signal Jesus is Soon Appearing. And that article is by Jonathan Brittner. You guys know I really admire him. So he says it's the Tower of Babel all over again. He says this time we don't see a structure stretching heavenward, but rather the World Economic Forum led by Klaus Schwab and his close advisor Yuval Harari, who is evil to the core, I just do that in. Um, the intent of opposing God and uniting the world under a satanic regime, however, is the same as it was in Genesis 11. Folks, we'll talk about that today. And um, that is, that's true. That's what's going on. And uh, we all need to be prepared for that as Christians. And so what else do we have? One, let's see here. So media admits that we are facing the worst food crisis in modern history. This is Privacy News Watch. 
We'll talk a bit about that. So global hunger is rapidly spreading, and that is because global food supplies have been getting tighter and tighter. If current trends continue, we could potentially be facing a nightmare scenario before this calendar year is over. Guys, I've been saying it for a long time now. You better get you some food. (laughs) You better get you some food. And so the occultic uptick alarming proportion of young people use crystals and herbs following quote spiritual teachers that's that faith wire we'll talk a little bit about that says springtide research institute told cbn's faith wire it found 44 percent of young people between the ages of 13 and 25 quote engage with herbs crystals as a spiritual practice unquote shockingly 21 percent do so on a weekly basis these results were found in the polling firm state of religion and young people of 2022 report underscoring the reality that young people are finding alternative sources of religion and spirituality in an era of rampant secularism and less attachment to judeo-christian values folks is why we should even be on the more to tell folks what's going on and if i have time we're going to get to the evil shepherd is near but so too is the good shepherd that's at harbingersdaily.com if i don't get to it you want to read it before i get home from work tonight to do another episode there you have it (laughs) so let's jump in to these articles so colliding kingdom kingdom signal jesus will soon return this was posted on the 18th of january and it's by jonathan brentner you guys know i really admire him again i say it again <laughs> you can go to jonathanbrentner.com if you'd like to catch up on him without me reading it to you <laughs> so anyway let's go on so is the tower of babel all over again he says and so we'll skip on since we read that so during the week of january 16 to 20 2023 the wef held its annual meeting in davos switzerland they expected 2700 attendees consisting of 50 heads of state 380 top government officials many corporate ceos and several other powerful dignitaries don't be deceived by their seemingly benign agenda their true their true intent is both diabolical and deadly and leo holman blogger and investigative reporter you know i love him anyway wrote this about the wef's attempt to solve the world's problems most of which they themselves engineered i say that a lot They manipulated it so that they can come in and be the, quote, savior, unquote. Anyway, this is a quote by Leo, and it says, But now the stakes are higher because more of us regular folks are waking up and learning about the true agenda of the WEF's Great Reset and Fourth Industrial Revolution. They intend to digitally enslave the world in a total surveillance state based on the global digital ID, likely disguised as vaccine passports, and a global digital currency to replace cash. The WEF bemoans the current economic reality in its global risk report, ignoring the fact that most of the economic problems were caused by the very elites who now propose to have the solutions, unquote. Jonathan continues, make no mistake, we live at a time when Satan's kingdom is colliding with God's rule. However, with the clash comes a cause for rejoicing. It signals that Jesus' appearing is ever so close. Folks, that is our blessed hope, you guys. That's our blessed hope. And so it says, good and bad news. And he says, I have both good and bad news regarding the battle of kingdoms taking place around us. Much to the glee of the powers of darkness, the evil and deadly plans of the elite globalists will appear to succeed for a while. However, their joy will be short-lived. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7-8, through 8, Paul wrote about an earlier failure of Satan's minions to grasp God's infinite wisdom. And quote, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the glory, the Lord of glory. Goes on to say, Jonathan says, despite their abject failure to stop the Lord's saving purposes via the cross and resurrection, the powers of darkness now believe they can disrupt Jesus' future rule over the nations seated on the throne of David. To do so, they will attempt to eliminate the Jewish people and corrupt humanity through transhumanism. Spoiler alert, the Bible says they will fail yet again and Jesus will reign over the nations from a redeemed and restored Israel. <clears throat> I want to throw this in here. So, I hear a lot of prophecy teachers and pastors saying that transhumanism is already here, that people, like, you know, some of them may not be human anymore. And I wonder, is that happening now or will that happen during the tribulation? Just things that, that I go through in my head. But then again, I go back and I think of the days of Noah. Like God said, this will be like the days of Noah when this happens and then I think about it and I'm thinking well they could be like that right now I mean who really knows and I'm you know Pastor J.D. Farag does think that there are some and I kind of agree with him and people are like that's so far-fetched you can't really well look around the world and tell me what you know because they come up with something and they say oh look we have this technology folks they have had that technology for 20 years prior and they're just now telling you hey look what we've discovered so you got to keep that in mind. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Just, you know, my thoughts, which don't amount to a hill of beans, but still, you know. Anyway, so during the tribulation, it will seem for a while as though the powers of darkness have succeeded. The power brokers who control the WEF and the UN will implement a one world government, just as scripture says will happen during the tribulation. Now, I'm saying WEF, but that is the World Economic Forum. But that's just a lot to say, and WEF is a lot easier to say. So keep that in mind. So anyway, the good news for those of us in Christ is twofold. First, the Lord says that the rapture will occur before he pours out his wrath on the world during the time that the Antichrist rules, which is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. And second, the colliding of kingdoms in our day tells us that Jesus' return to take us home to glory is imminent. Folks, any moment. It could happen before I upload this podcast. It could happen... It could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow morning. It could happen at any moment. Don't let anybody tell you they know the day that Christ will rapture his church. Don't let them tell you that. That's false. They don't know. Nobody knows. We have to live with that expectation every single day. That is why we are. That's our, that's our hope. That's our. That's that's the the promise of his coming. It's amazing. Anyway, you get a crown for that for just you know being expectant. How amazing is that? Okay, anyway. So, God's kingdom. So, we go on to say, this is uh, an article article by Jonathan Brittner, by the way. So, God's kingdom. The church is not God's kingdom. This false teaching has led to the much deception and great pain throughout church history. We are the body of Christ over which he is the head, our chief shepherd. The Bible never equates the church with God's physical kingdom on earth. Never. As followers of Christ, we belong to God's spiritual kingdom. And that's Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. For now, it's invisible, yet real and quite powerful. When Christ returns to earth, everyone will see his kingdom. He will rule over all the nations of the earth exactly as scripture says. He will do in passages such as Zechariah chapter 14, verses 9 through 21. 
It's then that the nations will experience the wonders of God's dominion and rejoice. And that's Psalm 98 goes on to say then and only then will God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven Matthew chapter 6 verses 10 such perfect obedience has never happened in human history it's most certainly not happening now and it's far far beyond the purview of the church to bring about in this world at the present time we see another realm gaining traction as never before guys you see this is satan's kingdom so in the book of ephesians paul refers to the invisible nature of the forces that currently oppose us and that's chapter 2 verse 1 through 3 and chapter 6 and 12 that's chapter 6 verse 12 sorry so satan rules over this dark kingdom and through it he exercises his power over the nations of the world the wef combined with the un and its agenda 2030 represents the devil's renewed effort to form a visible worldwide government that will coerce submission to his deadly and destructive purposes the majority of people do not want the global governance that schwab and its cronies advocate elon musk recently asked people on twitter whether or not the wef should quote control the world unquote after well over two million votes the percentage of those who say no stands at 86 percent while not a specific or while not a scientific poll it shows that a clear majority don't want the wef is peddling don't want what they're peddling right so regardless the elite globalists are well on their way to reaching their goal of world governments below are just some of the ways they are imposing their will upon humanity folks strap your seatbelts on and get ready here we go number one an essential step in gaining control over the nations is that of reducing the world's population we see this through the horrors of abortion the lgbtq plus attack on children causing gender confusion and the mrna injections that are causing infertility and killing people at an alarming and ever-increasing rate number two many ex many expect that the u.s will introduce a digital currency during 2023 it may seem benign at first but in the end it will give the globalists absolute control over all our spending number three transhumanism which the WEF or world economic forum uh, refers to as the fourth industrial revolution is a prior priority for them and they are much further along with this than most anyone can even imagine their stated objective is this via Yuval Harari is to eliminate all human free will folks it's true I've played it on here you guys have seen it I don't know if you listen to me you'll listen to other folks like me anyway or they have the same, you know, belief. Anyway, so number four, the pandemic treaty, if approved by member nations of the World Health Organization or the WHO, would give the head of the WHO sovereign powers over all member nations to declare health emergencies with restrictions and vaccinations he can enforce with military might. The widespread acceptance of these things, even by many who oppose the WEF agenda, tells us just how close the world is to the formation of the Antichrist kingdom. The stage is already set, and many of the actors are in place awaiting the raising of the curtain. Folks, we're just here. We're the lights, the spotlights, everything is set up. Everybody's in their seats, and they're waiting. You know how you sit at the stage, and you wait for the play to begin, and they roll the curtain back and then boom that's what we're waiting for mm -hmm. mm. yes folks so jesus will crush the kingdom of the antichrist isn't that wonderful news we've already won <laughs> anyway so 2600 years ago daniel predicted the demise of the satan's kingdom the one we see forming before our eyes in a dream about the world powers that would come after his king nebuchadnezzar saw a stone that struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces daniel chapter 2 verse 34 
in this interpretation of it, the prophet spoke these words to the king in Daniel chapter 244. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. So when God's kingdom comes to earth at the second coming, it will destroy all the earthly rams under the power of the devil through the Antichrist. This most certainly didn't happen at Pentecost and many mistakenly claim as many mistakenly claim. And it's not a task assigned to the body of Christ, but Christ and him alone will crush the powers of Satan at his return. The globalists believe they can rule over the world, but they are merely preparing the way for Jesus to bring God's great kingdom to earth with the most amazing display of power, glory, and magnificence the world has ever seen. And we will have a front row seat for it. Guys, get excited. Anyway, the outcome for those of us who are in Christ will be far more joyful and glorious than anything we have ever experienced on earth. That's because our God is all-powerful and sovereign over history and all the affairs of humanity. The current clashing of kingdoms point to Jesus' soon appearing. Such hope brightens our day despite the dark and foreboding shadows of the rapidly approaching realm of the Antichrist. So folks, I'm going to throw in his note here. You guys may want to go grab this book. It says this is Jonathan Brittner and his book is The Triumph of the Redeemed and Eternal Perspective That Calms Our Fears in Perilous Times. You can find it on Amazon. That's Jonathan Brittner, B-R-E-N-T-N-E-R. And he goes in it, he says he further explains the differences between the current invisible kingdom of God and the one that will envelop the world as Jesus' return to earth. Guys, you should go and check out his book. I am going to buy that book. Yes, I am. I'll probably get it on my Kindle, but yes, he is phenomenal. I do enjoy reading his articles, and I, I, I'm thankful for his wisdom that he shares with all of us. And so, what else can we hit on today? So, let's check this one out. This is the hunger one. I know you guys are like, you better catch us on food. Anyway, <laughs> media admits that we are facing the worst crisis in modern history. This is by Michael Snyder. It was originally posted in the Economic Collapse blog on January the 18th of 2023. So people on the other side of the planet are dropping dead from starvation right now. But most people don't even realize that this is happening. Unfortunately, most people just assume that everything's fine and dandy. If you are one of those people that believe that everything is just wonderful, he says he would like to encourage you to pay close close attention to the details that he is about to share with you and I'm going to share from his article. This is Michael Snyder's article. So global hunger is rapidly spreading and that is because global food supplies have been getting tighter and tighter. If current trends continue, we could possibly be facing a nightmare scenario before this calendar year is over. Pakistan is not one of the poorest countries in the in the world, but the lack of so, of affordable food is starting to cause panic inside that country. And the following comes from the Time magazine. I know I read this article earlier this week or maybe last week, but I'm just going to, you know, reiterated okay so last saturday in mirapur Khas, a city uh in pakistan sindh province hundreds of people lined up for hours outside a park to buy subsidized wheat flour offered for 65 rupees a kilogram instead of the current inflated rate of 140 to 160 rupees so folks if you would like to re uh visit that article you can go to prophecynewswatch.com but you know just like it's in somalia and across africa folks is happening and of course Russia's war in Ukraine is not helping at all and so you know it goes on to say now and I know you guys remember all the Sally Struthers commercial but I haven't seen those in a long time but they may be back but you know this is this is going to continue folks it's going to 
continue um, to get worse and worse. But like I said, you're not hearing this in the mainstream media and you're not getting, you won't hear about it until it's probably too late. That's, you know, they're real good at that, right? They're not going to tell you until it's upon us already. And then they say, oh, oh, you might want to go trample your mom and dad and go get some food. Trample grandma in the grocery store and get some food. Yeah. My advice to you guys is to stock up before that. Because you know what? If the Lord takes us in the rapture, guess what? Somebody else is going to be able to use that food. Right? I'm not saying to hoard food. That's not what I'm saying. Don't hoard stuff. That's wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> Unless you just want to. I mean, I, you know. But if you're wise and you are putting food back because you're wise, then that's different. The Lord has given us wisdom. Because I'm going to tell you, it's going to come a time when you're not going to be able to buy food like you are. You're not going to be able to go to the grocery store and just buy whatever you want. I mean, we kind of see that happening right now. But, you know, egg prices are astronomical. I'm allergic to eggs, so that doesn't really affect me. But I look around like, oh, eggs are high. I don't pay attention to eggs because, number one, I don't buy them. But now I'm like, wow, that's outrageous. And milk, I'm like, oh, I'm allergic to milk, too. But, you know, I look around, I'm like, milk's kind of high, you know. Um, but these are staples, as you would, you know, you can say they're like quote unquote staples that people use. And, um, so you can see the process increasing and increasing and increasing, which brings me back to the book of Revelation. When Jesus talked about it in the book of Revelation, talking about the tribulation and how much you're going to work an entire day's wage just to have enough for like one meal, you know, and that that's just going to be crazy. But you see that happening. You can see it moving towards that. And uh, so this is another, you know, warning for us to take heed of. You know, so when you see these things begin to happen, remember what Jesus said when you see them, lift your head up high because your redemption draws near is what he said. We see all these things. They've been beginning for a while now. And so we are waiting for our Lord Jesus Christ to take us out of here. But until then, don't you want to be able to help your neighbors and loved ones, especially elderly folks, um, that uh, on their income, they, you know, they can't just go out and, and buy food. They can't just go out. You know what I mean? Their income has not increased. Okay. Especially here in the United States. I don't know how it is on the rest of the world, but here in the United States, our elderly that live on social security. So it has not increased while everything else is exponentially increased. And so you can see where they're having to make dire decisions like you know do i buy food or do i buy my medicine how do i pay my electricity bill you know how do i how do i how do i do this but god is good and god will always provide a way and so we keep these folks in prayer and help you know it's like uh what's that old saying that i said he walked by you know he like he walked by the guy and he had been you know uh sitting out there and he said had a sign please um you know, I need food, I'm hungry, and he walked by and said, oh, I'll pray for him, and I'll get all my friends and family to pray for him, but just keep walking by, and you don't help him, when you have the means to help somebody, that's a sin, the Bible says, if you, if like he says, like, if you owe your brother, don't wait until later, go and pay him right then and there, you know, otherwise, it's, it's sin, and so if we can help people, we need to help people, and so if the Lord has put upon your heart to, you know, maybe go out and purchase some more food, whatever, because you know somebody that's going to need help, you might want to do that. I, you know, I'm just saying. That's neither here nor there. But, you know, um, we're always should be, always should be thinking about helping folks, you know. And uh, that that's what we're here for. We're not just here, you know, for ourselves. We're here to help other people, you know, especially brothers and sisters in the faith, you know. So anyway, let's go to faithwire.com and let's check out the occultic uptick. 
so um yeah folks this is um and i know people i know people who do this and i, I see a lot of these people coming on the bus and have their little crystals hanging around their neck and they have all these like crazy tattoos and you're like whoa mm. we're to pray for these people we are to pray for these folks and uh it's like billy crone says that's that's like the mission field you know that is the mission field and i get i get to i'm convicted i got convicted the other day um not gonna mention any names that i know but uh i will say um the things that i found out about this person i was quite shocked it's a that's a co-worker and i was like whoa and uh I, I was tempted to like just you know whoa you know I'm going to stay away. This is like satanic, like whatever. But then, you know, I was convicted saying, wait, how are they going to know the truth if nobody tells them the truth? Why should, you know, why should we shy away from that? <clears throat> or, you know, standoffish like, you know, oh, there's no hope for them. You know, no, absolutely not. Uh, we need to pray for these folks and and tell them the good news about the gospel. And so um, that's that's my plan to work that in. If you guys would keep keep me in prayer for that and uh, my other co-worker who is a pastor so you know maybe you know we can um you know plant a seed you know what i mean that that's all it takes that's all the holy spirit is the one that does the conviction the holy spirit is the one that brings people to christ all we are seed planters that's all we are <laughs> we to plant that seed and then the holy spirit does the rest okay so this article is by billy hallowell and you're going to find that at faithwires.com posted on the 19th of january so a substantial portion of young people are engaging in herb and crystals as part of routine spiritual practices according to a research firm that researched or that specializes in surveying the youth and so springtide research institute told cbn's faithwire it found about 44 percent of young people between the ages of 13 and 25 engaged with herbs, crystals, is a spiritual practice, unquote. Shockingly, 21% do so on a weekly basis. These results were found at the polling firm State of Religion and Young People's 22 Report. Of course, we talked about that a little bit earlier of how they're looking at other places um, besides Judeo-Christian values. <clears throat> the article continues, With culture skewing away from the faith, a vacuum is in its place, and young people are desperately looking to fill the holes. Quote, Young people today are lonely and desperate to experience a deep sense of connection. Unquote. Kevin Singer, head of media and public relations at Springtime, told CBN's Faithwire. Quote, if that isn't happening in churches and other faith communities, they will find it elsewhere, typically online, where independent spiritual teachers are making their living, end quote. Crystals and herbs are two new age practices some believe hold the power to offer healing or ward off evil spirits, uh, with these elements and practices sparking concern among many Christians. As GotQuestions.org explains, according to Christian, I'm sorry, according to crystal healers, the careful placing of crystals on a patient's body is supposed to line up with or stimulate the body's chakras and promote healing, unquote. Considering the Bible stands on avoiding occultic practices, the use of crystals and herbs for such purposes has sparked no shortage of controversy. Yet young people increasingly being raised disconnected from spiritual influence seem to be more fervently turning to these mechanisms. And I'm going to throw in here, if you do not know the word of God, you will not know that what you're doing is sin. And what the Bible says about that is an abomination. Um, stay away, stay away from that. But if you don't read the word of God or you're not taught the word of God or you're not going to a church where a pastor teaches the full counsel of the gospel, you're not going to know. If they skip over this and just go to the, you know, light and fluffy stuff, you know, Joel Osteen, fluffy, 
who cannot tell people that homosexuality is a sin. He can't say it. Well, yes, yes. I watched um, Justin Peters do a whole thing about that because people are like, there should be a third category. You know, all y'all people are like in one category or the opposite. You know, either heretics or they're, you know, whatever. And uh, I learned something, by the way. And uh, the other day I did promote Dr. David Jeremiah's study Bible. Now, his study Bible is good. I'm not saying it's bad. But would I watch Dr. David Jeremiah now? No. And, I, you know, I haven't watched him in years. Probably because, you know, the Holy Spirit has a way of protecting you from things, right? Or people. And uh, Justin Peters, oh, he's not a heretic. I'm not saying that. But um, Justin Peters brought up the fact, because I remember why I stopped watching him, as a matter of fact. He was on that Jesus Calling show. That's what it was. And I'm like, how can a Christian pastor be on that? And almost vomited, right? That Jesus, That is wickedness, folks. Get away from that. Automatic writing is of Satan. That's demonic. And I think I've told you guys several times I opened that book and almost vomited. I was sick in my stomach. I just couldn't stomach it. But, you know, people just lap it up. But anyway, um, so Justin Peters had said um, that he has had, he's had Catholics preach at his pulpit before. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that. He had Hannity behind his pulpit in his church. Hannity is a Roman Catholic. I was like, whoa, I didn't know this. And so... Um, if you guys are still watching The Chosen, let me tell you, you need to go to Spencer Smith and watch The Truth. That is Roman Catholicism. That is, that's a different gospel, you guys. It's a different gospel. But you see how they sneak it in. I got friends that are just in love with it. Oh my gosh, it's the best show ever. They just lap it up. They just love it. And, uh, on my, on my, um, in one of my, my little spread shop, t-shop stores, I have on there, Doctrine matters because doctrine matters, you guys. It matters. There are numerous quote unquote false Jesuses out there. What do you think the spirit of the Antichrist is? It's not the main main Antichrist. There is gonna be one main Antichrist, which is, you know, um I, I do believe he will be uh in Satan will be, you know, possess this man. But there are many antichrists. In many, many antichrists that have gone out into the world. Jesus said that himself. And so you got to think about that. What Jesus are you following? What Jesus are they telling you about in this, the chosen? You need to find out the truth. And um, if you don't know the word of God, you will. I get called. You wouldn't believe the stuff that I get called because I say doctrine matters. They said, "Oh my gosh, you're you're a Pharisee. You're a you're a, a legalistic. You're and I'm not a legalist. I'm not a legalistic. I'm totally not that at all. Grace, grace, grace. I, you know, but I'm going to tell you the truth, what the Bible says, and that's exactly when. And if I fail to tell you the truth and what the Bible says, then your blood will be on my hands. That's what the Bible says in Ezekiel. You be to be a watchman on the wall. And I do believe that God has called me to be a watchman on the wall to warn people, to tell people, hey, this is wrong. This is heretical. This is black, whatever. Please don't listen to this. You know, don't follow in that way because people will lead many people to hell. Many people, Joel Olstein will lead to hell and he will have to answer for that. And so, if you love somebody, if you truly love them, you're going to tell them the truth. You're going to tell them the truth. I 
love everybody and I will tell you guys the truth. And if I'm wrong, please email me at Heather at BibleProphecyForToday.com. BibleProphecy, the number four, today.com. Please send me an email if I'm wrong because I, I will totally correct myself and I will go back and I will study the scripture and I will come back and tell you the truth. Um, but, you know, that's the whole thing. Everybody listens to all these people and... Like, if you listen to Joel Osteen, but you don't know the Word of God, you're not going to know the Word of God because he is not telling you the Word of God. He'll take a scripture out of context, and then he'll build this whole thing. There's Jesus and Jesus. Check that out. But anyway, we'll go back to the article. I don't know why I threw that in there, but you know me. ADD. <laughs> ah, I'm saying. So anyway, let's go back. So, oh, another thing. So this uh, article mentions gotquestions.org. I highly recommend gotquestions.org. Um, any question you have, they are very doctrinally sound. So that's a good, great place you guys can go to. And if you have any que- any question, you can type it in. And it's going to have an answer for you. So anyway, uh, I absolutely love that website. But anyway, we're going to go on. So uh, considering the Bible stands on avoiding occultic practices, the use of crystals and herbs for such purposes has sparked no shortage of controversy. Yet, young people increasingly being raised disconnected from scriptural influence seem to be more fervently turning to these mechanisms. But why? So, quote, crystals in particular are fostering connection between young people uh, without the added baggage they fear comes with traditional religion. Singer said they also feel crystals are an inclusive expression of, ex- of spirituality, whereas traditional religion excludes goes on to say the springtide data also yielded additional data worth noting young people who consider themselves quote non-binary end quote were likelier to engage in crystals and herbs while 58 percent of these youth uh, use these practices just 44 percent of females and 42 percent of males said the same so this same dynamic was observed among gay youth as well with 53 percent using crystals and herbs versus 39 percent of those who are not gay and among people of faith those most likely to use crystals and herbs are christian orthodox 73 percent those without traditional religious categories 65 percent and latter-day saints 64 percent meanwhile 40 percent of protestants and 36 percent of those who identify as just christian participate folks it's not to alarm you guys that even christians protestant christians um, non-denominational Christians, Christian Orthodox. This should be alarming. But anyway, this kind of this tells me, reiterates to me that our pastors, quote, air quotes here, are not preaching the entire counsel of God's Word. Anyway, if you attend a Calvary Chapel church, um, then you are getting the entire counsel of the Word of God because why? They preach verse by verse through the entire Bible, which means they don't leave anything out. Just saying. Anyway, so to continue, and so does um, Pastor Billy Crone. He teaches verse by verse through the Bible as well, and that is Sunrise Bible Chapel. So if you guys get a chance and you live up there um, close to Nevada, if, you, if, you're, if you're Henderson, I think, if you're in that area, you are lucky. But I'm an online member there. So, but yeah, fantastic. But anyway, go to getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com to go check out more teaching by Pastor Billy Crone. Anyway, so Singer cautioned people to be careful, assuming young people using crystals and herbs fully understand the spiritual implications and practices. 
because they're assuming this, right? So, quote, we shouldn't assume that every young person who engages with crystals has a deep well of knowledge and perspective on crystals, he said. For some, they're a cheeky hobby, while for others, their day-to-day decisions are formed by the energies inhabiting different relationships and spaces, which crystals help them discern and connect to. Understanding this dynamic could help open doors to discuss the spiritual dangers of these practices and what scripture truly has to say on the matter. This isn't the first time Springtide has uncovered fascinating information about such spiritual practices. In fact, the research firm conducted a survey in 2021 and found 51% of 13 to 25 year olds were engaging in fortune telling or tarot cards. Folks, that should make you sick, sick. It should be noted and reaffirmed that the Bible warns against occultic practices and other elements that seek to place faith in tools, peoples, and elements outside of God and Scripture. Using crystals and herbs for such practices or relying on other elements of witchcraft violates biblical truth and puts people in spiritual peril. Folks, it is it is wickedness. And people like, they'll be like, well, you know, um, I read my horoscope every day. Really? Well, it's just for fun. Really? Really? Wickedness, folks. But Satan slips it in so innocent, you know? Just, oh, there's nothing here. Those people, they're just, you know, they're just being a Pharisee. They're just a legalistic person. No, the Bible forbids it. Forbids it. Doesn't matter how uh, seemingly innocent it is. It is forbidden for a reason. So I'm going to go here to godquestions.org we're going to type in crystals and herbs practice and it's going to pull up what does the bible say about christian uh, crystals and then it says uh what the bible says about smudging i'm sure a lot of you guys know that that is the sage smoke and uh, goes on to say a bunch, and it even has medical marijuana. What does the Bible say? It's got a lot of good things. Tai Chi, so it's a healing room. Um, so it's got a whole bunch of information. But let's top on what the Bible says about crystals. You know, here's the answer. Crystals of different tops are mentioned in the Bible a few times. The Bible mentions rubies in Proverbs uh, chapter 8, verses 11, and sapphires, Lamentations 4, 7, and topaz, Job 28, 19. For example, the breastplate worn by the Levitical high priest contained 12 stones, each engraved with the name of a tribe of Israel. The first row uh, was carnelian, uh, chrysolite, and beryl, and the second row was turquoise, lapis lazuli and emerald the third row goes on to you know describe if you haven't read that it's probably kind of pretty cool um but let's go on to say besides being beautiful mineral structures crystals are used in the practice of crystal healing a pseudoscience that purports to heal various elements according to crystals crystal healers uh the careful placing of crystals on a patient's body is supposed to line up with the chakras and that kind of thing some people uh, also believe that crystals have an inherent power that can be harnessed and used to their benefit and some use crystals to ward off evil spirits or bad energy and thus bring good luck crystals are sometimes used in feng shui or you know that little you know how they set stuff up anyway in the belief that they emanate good vibrations crystals that absorb too much bad energy in the process of protecting a home must be cleansed to this is quote to reset the vibration and he goes none of these superstitious beliefs about crystals come from the bible the bible does not say the crystals are benef- beneficial for attracting wealth rekindling romance or warding off 
evil spirits. Mercy Murphy in the background agrees. Anyway, so neither does it say that crystals are needed to connect to God's spirit. On the contrary, the Bible warns strongly against engaging in anything related to superstition and the occult. God declares the practice of the occult detestable. That's De uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 10 through 12. And witchcraft is named along the idolatry as ungodly behavior in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. The use of crystals as charms, amulets, or talismans is a type of occult practice. However benign it seems, anything that seeks to manipulate the spirit world can be categorized as witchcraft. Goes on to say, the superstitious use of crystals is yet another example of fallen mankind taking what God has created and twisting it for an ungodly purpose. Crystals are striking examples of God's handiwork. There is nothing wrong with using crystals at home for home decor or wearing them as jewelry, but there is nothing magical about them. Using crystals for protection or healing is, at its root, an idolatrous practice. It is idolatry because it depends on spiritual forces other than God for healing and protection. In other words, it is the worship of something other than God. Idolatry is repeatedly and strongly forbidden in the Bible. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 15 through 20, Jeremiah 44, 1 through 4, and 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 14 through 20, and 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16 through 17. So, folks, if you want to know a little bit more about it, has for uh, further study and more related articles. So, you can check on all that. Of course, does reflexology, kinesiology, Christian yoga. By the way, folks, there's no such thing as Christian yoga. There is nothing Christian about yoga. So anyway, with that, guys, I am going to get off of here because Murphy is all about being up on the desk today. <laughs> and uh, anyway, she's like, okay, mom, it's time to go. It's time to go play with me before you go to work. Anyway, she, she, I know what she wants. She wants her nip. I'm telling you, she is adamant about her catnip. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk about some more stuff this evening when I get back. If not, it will be early, early in the morning um, before I go to church. I try not to do a uh, podcast on Sunday because I try to spend that time with the Lord. So, But if there's something pertinent going on, then I will definitely jump on. So, but maybe, hopefully tonight, I'm not making any promises, but hopefully tonight I'll be able to talk about the evil shepherd is near, but so too is the good shepherd, and that's going to be by Harbinger's Daily. So, guys, with that, I'm going to get off of here and, you know, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. As always, as always, you guys, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Oh, Lord, we, we are hoping and praying and looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, Titus 2.13. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and so much. I, I appreciate y'all's prayers so much for my friend and myself. And I'm praying for you guys. And I'm praying the Lord will bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon each one of you. And uh, may he give you boldness during these days to continue standing on the word of God and telling people the truth and not backing down. Thank you guys so much for listening.